0: Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Raj Geary, and today we're going to talk about Smackdown Live for January 10th, 2017. Raj, how's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? doing well doing well uh let's hop right into SmackDown and talk about what happened the show opened with a recap of The Miz and Dean Ambrose and what they've been up to in their feud the past couple weeks and we had an in-ring segment uh between the two of them uh, really kicking off the show and uh that was uh, the only development on their storyline this week uh Raj I mean without you know talking about the nuts and bolts of it too much I mean do you feel good about this being what it looks like the Miz and uh, Dean Ambrose are going to be involved in for a while.
1: Yeah, I think. It, I mean, I think it was the natural way to go, and um, yeah, I, I think uh, there's enough difference in their characters that they they make it interesting. And so, um, yeah, I like the way they're going. I think Dean Ambrose has lost a bit, um, you know, over the past year, basically since his Brock Lesnar feud, and uh, you know, working with the Miz, I think will help him can help him get that back
0: yeah and you know what's interesting about it I thought um I love the segment I love that uh the payoff to the joke was Dean giving The Miz back his (laughs) Miz participation award um which I just love love that they're doing that uh but I thought that was really interesting about this is that when they recapped the feud to date what did they leave out uh the promo they did not show any of the promo that The Miz cut on SmackDown last week where you and I both thought he went a little bit over uh in terms of believability with that intensity there I thought it was very interesting they chose not to include any of that in their recap
1: yeah and it's probably best that they didn't it, it, but I mean it, it wouldn't have hurt it if you edited it properly you know just yeah just show a, a little bit not the whole thing
0: well um, you know and uh that's interesting. I mean yeah I'm talking smack last week it just seems like they're always looking for something from talking smack to include in that opening segment so I thought that was interesting but speaking of editing uh, that segues nicely into the next segment that video package man for Natalia and Nikki Bella I feel like that editor uh, just had a field day with the way he cut together those sound bites and all the different effects and the processing that was a little over the top even by WWE standards
1: yeah, yeah but, uh but, uh, you know, I, I, I actually didn't think too much about it when I saw it. I thought I thought it was
0: great. I mean, just because it was so overly dramatic, the echo effect, and you're going to die alone, die alone, die alone. <laughs> yeah. um, but so it was a little cheesy there. But uh, so I, I really liked, I have to say, I, I was surprised when uh, Natalia attacked Nikki backstage. I mean, that was great. They were doing the uh, typical, you know, go to commercial walk through the backstage area that we see. and Boom. Natalia just hits her out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, I kind of like the way they handle this whole segment. You know, like I, I've said in the past, I don't like when guys that are feuding just trade wins every week. You know, yeah. I like uh, the build uh, in their feud to lead to the eventual match, not just having the match right away. So I like that they didn't do the match. I like that they handled it this way with Natalia kind of beating down Nikki. And it was a good beatdown. So I, I thought this was a good, um, and and it got away from the the soap opera, you know, kind of storylines that they've been doing with these two. So I, I liked it. I thought this was a, a good segment. And you know what was different about this? I didn't notice until it was almost over
0: is that this, and, and I, I swear, I mean, it's weird to say this, but I like that Natalia did this heel beatdown, and she was relatively quiet through the entire thing. Because every time in the past, it sounded so forced when she does that sort of mocking taunt that she does during. You know, it seems like it's very much not her. Um, and so I love that she just, you know, did the sharpshooter, did through all the moves, but didn't do it in that in that way. That just it was it was cringy to me in the past.
1: Yeah, and, and Natalia, her heel promos aren't the best. Um, but yeah, like you said, her, like her facials and stuff like that when she's uh, you know being a heel are great. Yeah. Um, but Nikki, is she just, I mean, is it pretty much just underwear she's wearing at this point?
0: Well, I'm... they weren't the serious underwear. You know, I, I describe it watching it to my wife when she wears the matte black underwear, not the shiny ones, but the matte black ones, then you know she means business. But I think whenever she's doing something with a little more, you know, part in the fun of flair, um, I think then it's just for show.
1: Yeah, they seemed even shorter this week than usual.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. I mean, you talk about during the attitude era, what we had, uh, but yeah, to be a teenage boy in this day and age, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Different times, man. Different times.
1: Uh, (laughs) Um, you remember what, do you remember when they first switched to the PG era and they had that, uh, women's like summer, summer battle Royal, and they were all wearing these like one piece, like grandma swimsuits.
0: Well, speaking of which, the grandma swimsuit made an appearance last night. We'll talk about that in a little bit with (laughs) Carmelo's match. Uh, That was an interesting throwback. Um, But, okay, so this looks like – there. I mean, Dolph Ziggler versus Callisto. Step down from where Dolph has been. I mean, he's been in the IC uh, picture in the main event title picture, so now he's doing with Callisto. But that being said, how much of a step down is it when it seems like they're making this a front and center storyline? I mean, it was on Talking Smack last night. I feel like – the company is, uh, or Creative, is all in on Ziggler's uh, descent into to being a heel.
1: I guess. If they are, well, you don't have him lose his first match as a heel. Well, but um, I think
0: that's what they're pushing, though, because you saw in Talking Smack the way that they were doing it. I don't know if you watched that last night. I, but I did. Seemed, they seem to be doing it where it's like he's almost devolving, as it were
1: yeah but i once you once you turn heel and this is like they did this with the usos and this is why a lot of the heel turns don't get over and face turns is that immediately they have them lose and 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 especially to someone that's not a top guy and it's just it's just hard to get that momentum going and you know if um and and it's weird you know ziggler turns heel and he's got a total baby face look like now he's clean shaven neat ponytail uh looks like a super nice guy i mean you know, he he, uh, he, you know he, he he did do the vicious attack on Kalisto after it. But yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, this heel turn is looking too promising. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, if Ziggler keeps snapping every week, uh, but he keeps losing, then it's kind of like it balances it out. And, and you don't get that, that progression. You know, if he loses, but then attacks. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I think there was, I think the right time to have done a heel turn with Ziggler was this past summer when he was feuding with Dean Ambrose. Yeah. I think it would have added a a, a lot of pep to his, uh, his feud with, with Ambrose and and their SummerSlam match. But, you know, I I, I like that they turned him heel, but this first week didn't make him seem like a, like they're he's going to be getting to the top level anytime soon with this turn.
0: I think what's interesting about it is his storyline, I mean, at least for the last six months has been, they're trying to really personally invest us in, you know, what's going on with Dolph Ziggler and his career. And it's interesting now that they're even using a lot of the justification, you know, in his uh, interview and talking smack, I mean, similar to when he was going for the IC belt saying he was going to walk away from the WWE if he lost, um, I I think you're right that they have to, they have to give him some sort of win, some pot of gold at the end of this rainbow to, to make it be a payoff. But then when they did that with the IC title, I mean, that was what, for like two weeks that, that he held that and uh, then we're just right back to this so I can almost see that he's gonna keep losing until he fully embraces it and then maybe maybe he'll just have this rage unleashed and become you know a winning heel as a bad guy um but I don't know I mean they they're giving a lot of attention to this you know a lot of attention to this storyline and I think it's and like I don't it's-
1: think there's that much more than anything else on the show. Well, um, I feel like Dolph it's... Ziggler
0: keeps getting these chances. You know, I mean, they see him clearly as a mid-card guy. Um, But I think that they're... Now, now granted, part of this could be what we've discussed before. What else do they got, right? I mean, you can't do, can't do this. <laughs> Love to see. I want to see Apollo Crews go out there in five minutes on talking smack in character. I think that would be the most... Painful five minutes of WWE programming um, that we could see, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, who else are they going to focus on? You can make that argument, but I don't know. I feel like they're doing something with this character development more than we see. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean they are. I I just don't. Uh, I, I just don't think it's it's headed to something big, yeah. like it could be. Um, but we'll see. You know, this is only week one, uh, so I'll get I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But in in the past, when we see guys losing a lot uh it, it doesn't end up well
0: yeah well the the bar's been set really low rush I think uh Dolph is clearing that yeah. <laughs> for the time being um so let's talk about the SmackDown Tag Team title match the Wyatt family versus American Alpha in a rematch so ah. Uh, I have to say, I mean, I thought the match was was really good uh, for what it was. I mean, not the best American alpha match ever. Certainly not up there with what they were doing with the revival in NXT. But that being said, um, you know, I like that they gave him some time to do this, even though when it seemed like the real crux of this was that the, the you know, uh, drama within the Wyatt family now with Randy and Luke having some beef and then getting caught in the middle of that. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um it looks like they're they're leading to Luke Harper uh turning face and 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 getting out of the Wyatts which I think is a good move um he's just been kind of the job guy him and Rowan have been the job guy for the Wyatts for so long Mm -hmm. that he you know I thought when he came back originally you know from injury that he should have turned face and just turned on Bray but you know I think um I think Luke Harper turning face is a good thing, but I think he also really needs to be repackaged if he does. Because when he did his singles run uh, the last time he split from the whites, it, it didn't end up too uh, successful.
0: I mean, what do they do with a guy like him? Um, I mean, do they just end up going the Braun Strowman round? Do we get a, a sexy makeover, sexy Luke, Luke Harper?
1: Yeah, he could just get rid of the the janitor outfit and, you know, have him, <laughs> uh, you know, do something more bruiser Brody-ish. Because that's what his character has kind of always been – you know, he's always kind of looked like Bruiser Brody. So you yeah. could kind of go in that direction, just give him, you know, tights or something and and just change it up.
0: Yeah, I guess it uh, just have to be White's- more of a,
1: a, a madman brawler. Yeah. But, make, you know, there are different the ways you could go.
0: Yeah, just take the potato sack off him and you know, at that point it's it's not hard. Anything's a step up in terms
1: of Yeah, life. same thing as Rowan. I think they gotta change his change his, you know, at, at least his outfit when he comes back. Cause I think right yeah. now it, it it just screams like the job guy of the Wyatt's.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you know, so I mean, I think Bray versus Randy, I mean, that's how we got into this mess. Um, I mean, do you think that's what they're going to go back to when, uh, this, uh, this breaks down?
1: I hope not. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Bray and Randy as a unit for a while. Cause I feel like it, it feels different. It feels fresh. Uh, when Bray was feuding with Randy before Randy joined him, it just, it wasn't doing anyone any favors. Their their uh, main event, I think it was that No Mercy, is that right? Whatever SmackDown pay per view it was, where it went and where it went last, because yeah. they had Seaman Styles go on first. Um it just it just stunk up the joint. No one cared. Uh it was quiet. And uh so I don't know. I don't see it changing that much, even if, you know, it turns out that Orton was against the wise the whole time and turned on him. I just don't uh I don't see fans getting invested in it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so speaking of trying to get people invested in it, what did you think of the way they did that promo for Baron Corbin? Uh, essentially using his NXT promo, the video package they've had forever on him, and just that little voiceover about John Cena. I thought that was an interesting way to try and freshen that up and do something different.
1: Yeah, I you know, the thing that I thought made it kind of comical was when they said... Uh, baron corbin you know created this video or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. and it's like it's, you're supposed to think this guy's this big badass and he's you know working with the editors to create this video uh just cut to it but uh, you know the the promo itself i thought was fine
0: It should, that's what it should be anytime they it's say someone created it they go and it just looks like it was done a windows movie maker or just like default powerpoint you know well, even
1: if it's professionally made you know when they you know when they're like we made this video and they cut to it and it's you know it's clearly the production staff and it should be but it just it just kills the the you know the realness i guess of it
0: it's well it's a good thing that most of the fan base doesn't strain their brains as much in trying to reconcile kayfabe with the realities of putting on a weekly television show, but I mean, but I think that I know I've harped on that before, but it's the same thing like American Alpha and the Wyatt family, like that's not even in the same universe. I mean, like the the match was 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 pretty good, but that being said, like that's like seeing a villain from an Aquaman comic, you know, fighting the X Men. Like it's just it doesn't mesh. Oh, it's interesting it's how nice. quiet
1: the crowd was, and they even booed, yeah. you know, Jason Jordan's hot tag. I don't know if you caught yeah. on that. So um they've. Still, even after winning the titles, they've lost a lot of steam that they haven't really gotten back um that promo that they had earlier before the match was just so, i just thought it was so brutal did you did you listen to that
0: yeah, it was um see I feel tough criticizing or hating on american alpha at all because i really I mean, i've told the story before but i loved what it did in nxt just following that as a watcher seeing them come together as a duo and triumph as a duo finally at takeover dallas was such a rewarding moment in sports entertainment and since then they just they've squandered that you know again proves what we talk about all the time the journey is far more interesting than the destination
1: which just the, the stuff they're giving these guys for promos is just it's just bad. Like, the, the, I mean, the, this promo that they did just sounded way too like eloquent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it sounded like uh, they were entering a spelling bee competition. You now, know. Where's
0: the towel? They finally merchandised the goddamn towel, and now we're not getting the ready, willing, and gable thing anymore.
1: Uh, who who would buy the towel right now? That you know, there's like a, a pin drop for their matches. So had it uh, been the
0: original towel, had they not redesigned the towel, if it had been the original towel, I would have bought ten of them
1: yeah you know. I don't know they they need to get more over before uh you, you'll see a lot of their merch around but um, uh, they the the writers need to work on those promos or or give them a little leeway to kind of come up with stuff on their own and find their own characters
0: yeah I mean they got to do something I don't know if they I mean it seems like they're gonna keep the belts on them for a little while now especially if we're going to see uh Wyatt turmoil sort of take over that half of the storyline I mean I don't know what do they do I mean do they bring back Slater and Rhino for another run do they finally give the Usos I mean the Usos I guess due to injury and a few other factors have sort of been denied having a real no
1: the Usos Usos should be back soon so I could my guess is that they stick with the Wyatts for the time being but uh Usos is natural but you kind of have no one else really after that
0: yeah I mean I I don't know what's um so on Reddit was as Simon gotch been teasing something for the vaude villains have you heard anything about them coming up like a repackaging or, or some sort of change uh, no hmm.
1: I, I mean it would be good for him but yeah um, you true. know when they when they the problem is when you when you repackage someone that's so low on the card like they did with fandango you know they kind of he kind of kept that dancer gimmick but uh, you know, had new music and came, you know, had Rosa Mendez there for you know a cup of tea and then was back off a of TV. And you know, and now he's this fashion police. They they usually don't uh repackage you as a main event guy. Uh yeah. you know, Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris and he was gone for years before you know he he became he, you know he repackaged and came back as some somebody that meant something. But usually when they when they uh repackage a lower card act, it, it's you, they're usually at the same spot. I
0: think SmackDown, though, has a bit of that NXT charm. You know, I mean, SmackDown, as we've seen in the ratings, it can beat Raw, but let's face it, it's not going to beat Raw most weeks. Yeah, so- that
1: week was, you know, was, Raw was on New Year's Day, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, or Raw, the yeah. day after. So it's still kind of New Year's weekend and SmackDown was packed. Um, but yeah, Smackdown- and, and, and I think this week kind of showed. Um, that WWE still looks at Raw as their go-to show. Because they could easily just had Shawn Michaels on Raw and Undertaker make that same mountain announcement on SmackDown. Yeah, There was no reason for Undertaker's announcement to have to be on Raw. So I think it kind of shows that they, they still view as Raw as where they're going to have the big surprises, big returns, and things like that.
0: I think for the longevity of SmackDown to make sure that it just doesn't keep uh, you know spinning its wheels, I, I think SmackDown is like you know the new NXT the new safe space where they can experiment more and try more, and I think they've done that to an extent, but I think that they can do that more to where if they wanted to build the vaude villains as a credible tag team. I think they could do that on Smackdown. I don't think they're going to in danger of losing the audience. I think raw audiences are more fickle.
1: I, I agree, but they, that's kind of what they did with SmackDown last time. Yeah. And the problem is when they get that mentality, then they start looking at Raw as the big show and SmackDown as kind of the development show. And, you know, you stop seeing... You, then you start seeing all the top guys on Raw, you know, yeah. the, the guys that are, you know, the secondary guys on SmackDown except for Taker was uh, how it was before. And then you, it leads to a lack of interest. So I think, you know, really it's going to take uh I mean Vince basically you know trying to make SmackDown equal and not kind of go back to to just kind of putting everything on raw and this would have been the week to do it with having Undertaker again uh you know just having him on SmackDown since it didn't matter uh he didn't have a raw specific announcement anyway
0: well you know before the new era started SmackDown was for a long time I mean just like a notch above main event and Superstars you know in terms of being another raw recap uh with some yeah you know it those- was raw
1: rematches and yeah and and other matches that didn't mean anything
0: yeah so i think they just just the, it, it's not getting stale but i think it's in danger of getting stale if they don't find a way just to mix uh some of these matchups up a bit more and if they don't build this other half of the card that i mean clearly i mean is a significant portion of the roster, uh, the undercard, but, uh, let's, let's talk about, um, you know, they did the announcement, uh, they had backstage, uh, of, uh, WrestleMania 34 coming to new Orleans, um, backstage, we got an announcement, uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa bliss cage match next week. I thought it was interesting, uh, how they were hyping that up his first time on SmackDown with the women's division, but clearly not going overboard in how historic it was the way they did with, uh, with raw and, uh, hell in a cell with Sasha and Charlotte
1: yeah. yeah so the uh yeah so the the person that Alexa uh Bliss wrestled was independent wrestler Thunder Kitty Carmella
0: Carmella, uh, Carmella sorry yeah
1: uh yeah it was uh Thunder Kitty who wrestles for who had wrestled for Shimmer and, and zero one
0: yeah and uh you know definitely doing a throwback in terms of uh, her look in that segment. Um,
1: Yeah. It was meant to be comedy, but yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, it was okay for what it was. Actually, I'll say this. I One thing I noticed about uh, Thunder Kitty's technique. I mean, she can take a flat back bump. That was, that was perfect. I mean, she was just doing that. Like she's been drilling that, you know, 24 seven. But I
1: thought she has been wrestling for like 10 years.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I thought that that was apparent uh, that she definitely had some skills that, yeah, but the outfit was, uh, Something else, JBL was doing her no favors on commentary there. Uh, but I thought, you know, for what it was, Carmella and Ellsworth. I mean, they're 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 committed to this. You know, SmackDown's all in, and I I like that. I like that SmackDown seems to really just good or bad if they get us saying we're going to do this. We're not seeing you know with the exception of Kurt Hawkins, SmackDown has, has not really dropped stuff uh, quickly. They they seem to give things uh, a chance to to breathe um as it were good or bad so uh it'll be interesting to see what happens with Carmella and ellsworth next week uh in their ongoing saga um but yeah i thought Carmela's match you know it was what it was it would have been nice though i mean have you heard what's up with naomi we haven't seen her on tv in a while
1: uh she she had been injured so i don't, I don't know if she's cleared to return yet
0: gotcha that makes sense yeah um
1: even if she is usually when i mean cuz tamina's been cleared uh it it takes a while for the creative to come up with stuff for these women to do when you know everyone's kind of locked in a feud already so i have yeah. a feeling if she if she is cleared or if she's close to being cleared we probably wouldn't see her uh probably for another month at least
0: god tamina coming back would be really interesting uh, on raw i don't i don't know that they would give her this push but i mean tamina seems like would would uh, be the most credible threat against Nia Jax. In- yeah, I
1: thought she would have been a good uh, stepping stone for Nia Jax to get to Sasha as opposed to going to Sasha right away.
0: Yeah, no, that should be interesting. What's up with Eva Marie? I, I'm probably the only person yeah, wondering she, that.
1: She had been filming a movie now. I mean, she's cleared to return. She, I mean, they could bring her back anytime, I think. I, I mean, that's just, you know, that's just, the, there's no rhyme or reason why she isn't back yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially because those bitches, like, she it's not like she has to wrestle. I mean, they can just do uh, the standard appearance that they've been doing with her. Um, yeah, but
1: if you put her in a feud, there's really, again, there's like no one uh, that's kind of open right now.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the main event. God, and this is the thing, people. We talk about this each week about how Raw three hours seems like it goes so long. Roger and I have been talking about this 15 minutes recapping SmackDown, and boom, we're already to the main event. That's how. Quick this is
1: interesting because usually the main event starts at um, – you know, uh, 9 30, you know, yeah. like they, they, they usually leave a half hour here, here. They had, you, you, had 10 minutes left and it hadn't, you know, gone yet, which for all things, you know, for all, all things considered, it was probably the right move.
0: Yeah. So Baron Corbin versus John Cena with AJ Styles on commentary. Um, I agree with you that a short main event was good in this case, except that with the way that it was paced, I don't know if it was really meant to be a longer match. I don't know what the intention was, but Corbin seem to you know dominate uh showcase for him for about six minutes and then boom we had the return of super cena you know it's like three moves uh and it's over
1: yeah it seemed weird that they've been building corbin and to just have him lose clean like that they, they gave corbin a lot yeah. um you know it, it's, i don't i, I can't t- i can't tell if this is the case where he was really elevated by just being in the ring with cena um maybe i mean maybe he was a little just because he is with the top guy and and uh and, but you know with aj there on commentary i think you could have easily done a dq if you don't want to beat cena you know done something um instead of being beating corbin off the bat when you've been pushing him
0: yeah it, um i mean corbin i said this before you know top five guys in terms of who had the best 2016 as far as their were sent. um i mean he's he's at this level now where you got the match against cena you got I don't really want to call a storyline but at least you know they built it a bit this wasn't just some one-off uh jobber match i mean there was a build up to it so i think uh i don't know what do you do with corbin from here i mean i mean
1: just keep building him. i mean that's what they will be doing i think there's other guys they should build before corbin but it's clear they see corbin as a you know a big star or a potential you know big star so um, yeah, I don't think this really does anything to change their trajectory with him.
0: Yeah. Um, so the other big news, yeah, I could almost
1: see him being, well, no, it was, it'll probably be Braun Strowman, but you know, every year in the Royal Rumble, there's that one guy who's dominant and gets a bunch of eliminations, but doesn't win. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it'll probably be Braun Strowman, but I was saying you could have Corbin be that guy.
0: Corbin versus Strowman. That's, that's a inner, uh, brand pre-show match. If I've ever.
1: <laughs> That's um, one I wouldn't want to see. At least not right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so who else is in the rumble uh, at this point? Based on last what we saw, Ziggler announced. Did the Miz say he's going in?
1: Ziggler, Miz, and Ambrose were the new guys added.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think. Cor- I mean, if Corbin isn't announced, I don't know how. I mean, Corbin's in. Corbin's in. Okay.
1: Yeah, he was announced last week. I think. Yeah, last week.
0: Really interesting. I mean, we talked about this before, but I mean, this this is this is pretty stacked compared to. It is. Uh, I can't, I can't,
1: I can't remember the last time Taker was in the Rumble. You know Goldberg, it's been a decade. Lesnar, it's it's been a decade. I think I don't think Lesnar's been in the Rumble since he's been back. He's always, you know, when he's there, he's usually a singles match. Or man, no, no, no. I take that back. I think there was one. Maybe it was last year. Actually, was it last year he was in the Rumble and got eliminated by the Wyatts? Maybe. Um. So anyway, but yeah, they they really are stacking this year's Rumble match with which I think is great because there's just way more possibilities this year to win it than, than in the years before.
0: Yeah, no, it could go a lot of different directions. Um, I think, you know, so a- after the match ended, we had a little face off there with Cena and styles. And uh, I mean, they're building that. W- what do you make of this? Now I know promotional materials don't mean a lot, right? Because I mean, we've seen, you know, in the past, like uh, Santino or even Marie on posters for pay-per-views, but if you look at the Royal rumble poster, I mean, like AJ Styles, way in the back there, you know, the champion, not really pushed front and center for this uh, pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, it's odd because he is the champion, you know, they're the flagship champion, really, because that's, you know, their oldest title um, going in. So, uh, I mean, look, that poster, you know, people, who was it that criticized me last Monday saying, I think like Vince, I'm like, no, it's not thinking like Vince. This is how the company thinks, you know. You know who the company thinks are the stars. So you know who they're gonna put in the big matches at WrestleMania. And this poster shows it. I mean, this is you know what they what they think. If you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, you could look on our Instagram uh, at wrestling inc or on wrestlinginc.com. We have a you know, we have a post it, it says photo which WWE stars are featured on the new 2017 Royal Rumble poster. In the front, you got uh, Goldberg, uh, John Cena. The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, um, and then once you go f- to the next row, you got Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, Charlotte. Pretty much, so the front two rows, you got one SmackDown guy, and then you got Dean Ambrose kind of peeking in, and then yeah, AJ Styles all the way in the back with Sasha Banks, Rich Swan, you know, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> so I mean, this is you know, I, I don't I don't think they think that Charlotte's a bigger star than AJ. Per se, but uh, and, and they like to put you know some diversity on their posters, so I think they wanted to have a woman you know up front more. But um, yeah, I mean this is this is it. it it's kind of a blueprint to show you who they see as the big stars, and and those are those the big stars are the ones that get the key WrestleMania matches.
0: Yeah. It's very, very telling. Um, Sami Zayn didn't even make the poster. What's up with that? Right, uh, yeah. But yeah, Bailey way in the back there.
1: Oh, Bailey, uh, I could see. I mean, Bailey, you know, Miz, New Day, I, they would be farther back. Yeah, I can't see them, you know, farther in front than these guys. But, you know, Styles should be in front of Dean Ambrose. He should be, you know, probably where realistically where Charlotte or Roman Reigns is or, you know, move. I don't know. I mean, that front row, you really do want to advertise Undertaker and Goldberg and Lesnar. So yeah, the front row might be, I mean, it's probably the way to go, but.
0: And then Neville way in the back.
1: Yeah, but you could squeeze them in a little, add Styles and, and, you know, add Styles and Owens in the front as well. So it doesn't just look like all part-timers in the front.
0: Yeah. Do you think that when creative uh decides to put someone on the poster they're always of the mindset that we'll just put sincara or callisto because we just need one lucha there people won't even know which one it is uh,
1: maybe
0: <laughs> i just they're like it takes up space we just need one um but yeah it's it's very uh interesting and perhaps telling to see uh this poster in the way that it's laid out um i'm curious what the other matches are going to be for this i mean i know we've got cena and styles we've got owens and reigns Th- those are those the only ones uh, that are officially announced now for uh, the rumble mm-hmm. no know, also
1: neville know. and rich swan
0: that's right neville and rich swan um so we will probably have a tag match in there and i'll be curious how much they go on this the rumble is usually not the the uh, biggest card because the rumble itself being you know such a draw but it, this in the era of the four-hour pay-per-view with the two-hour pre-show
1: and, um, and also real quick charlotte bailey so all title matches so far gotcha yeah
0: so they only really need maybe one one or two more um and that's that's at full capacity if the rumble, i mean i can't imagine with this much talent this is gonna this rumble's gonna go for less than an hour can you uh, probably not yeah uh one hour nine minutes the the record yeah
1: i think i i mean Probably not as in it. I probably not going to be under an hour, but yeah
0: case could be made that this could be the the longest rumble but let's uh take a moment right now and thank a sponsor of this episode which is ddp yoga you've heard us talk about it before this week with mick foley with that new haircut man can you tell that dude has dropped some weight and turned his life around and how did he do it with ddp yoga many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it we're talking guys like gold dust chris jericho uh credits ddp yoga with the amazing shape that he's in so it's 2017 it's uh january 11th as we record this do you know the year is already like 2% over when you look back at the end of 2017 and say, what did I do with my year? What am I doing with my life? you're going to want to say i took control of it with ddp yoga got in shape took control of my health and we have a deal for you today to get started here's what i want you to do head on over to ddpyoga.com/wrestlinginc so when you use our link you can get the ddpy dvds for 25% off and that includes 3 months of full access to the ddp yoga now app or if you're digital only you can just get the app for 25% off that's the ddp yoga now app it's got workouts it's got motivational messages from diamond dallas page himself it's got ways to make healthy food taste amazing you're going to want to get hooked up with this and a special additional deal you can buy a max or combo pack at 25 off and get 50 percent off a second one partner up with a friend win 2017 with ddp yoga go to ddpyoga.com wrestling inc and we thank them for sponsoring the show um so yeah all in all man like i'm really looking forward to the royal rumble i can't believe it's at the very end of the mm. month do you just think it was a sort of a scheduling thing? I mean, they're trying to look. I mean, this is going to be like. No, the biggest it it, in this it is
1: every year. It's always on the uh, off off week of the playoffs. of the Yeah, because
0: of the pl- between the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Yeah. But doesn't it feel weird now in this new era? This is like such a lengthy break. We're going six weeks between pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it been kind of nice, actually. <laughs> you yeah. know, like. um because you've been—I I don't know about you—but I almost forget when there's a pay per view now, and uh, you know, on certain weekend, I'm like, I have to remind myself constantly, like, "Oh, there's a SmackDown pay per view this weekend."
0: No, so I feel like this the you know, this feels like a big deal. I, I feel like the overabundance of constantly promoting them makes it so I can never forget that there's one coming up because uh,
1: it's because big they start. Up. I feel like they start blending in though when when you got two when you got a Raw pay per view and then a SmackDown like two weeks later. You just kind of, you know, the name start, you forget like if Roadblock is Raw or SmackDown, and you know, which is which is which, but.
0: Oh, my favorite though was uh, before Survivor Series where they were like, sign up for the network now, and in that free 30, three 30 days, you're gonna get Survivor Series, then TLC, and then Roadblock End of the Line, where it's like, man, they're promoting two ahead now, you know, uh, because they're coming at us that fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, totally. Uh, it's. Uh, it, it, there's a point of diminishing returns and, uh, and we we'll, you know, Royal Rumble is always, you know, one of the, you know, it's, it's, the number two pay-per-view of the year, you know, behind WrestleMania and, you know, in my book for, for myself personally, it's my second most, anti- well, second or third most anticipated pay-per-views, you know, between this WrestleMania and, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which I, this year's um, I'm watching today, this afternoon, I've made some time, so I'm going nice. to get around to watching it, but, um. But yeah, it's, uh, so I'm pumped for it. I think for
0: me, the Rumble actually, you know, probably, uh, I love the Rumble. I mean, I love gimmick matches, uh, but I think Money in the Bank, I think Money in the Bank, just the concept of that when done right is a fantastic, uh, match.
1: Yeah. There's just something about the Rumble though that, and, and, you know, again, in terms of fan interest, it is the, uh, the number two pay per view of the year by far. Yeah. Um, but...
0: Great news, though, Raj, is that, you know, just two weeks later after the Rumble, we're going to have Illumination Chamber. And then uh, three weeks after that, it looks like Fastlane.
1: Yeah, so, and Goldberg yeah. will be at Fastlane. So uh, some people speculating that he might be wrestling Brock Lesnar at Fastlane and then probably do a third at WrestleMania. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I I, I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. I almost I see didn't. like
1: a tag match or, or something, but... But at the same time, Goldberg does cost a lot of money per appearance. So you don't want to squander it, you know, with no return. So you never know. Or you could do. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was gonna say, well, that's why I'm curious about the rumble. And I said this when it was originally because, I mean, they were the first entrants announced um, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. How do you get your money's worth without them just taking over that match?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I could almost see them eliminating each other. Like it comes down to them, like it towards the middle of the rumble. yeah. They go out at, you know, they get it, go at it. A couple guys come in, they immediately throw them out, you know, and uh, keep going at it. And then, uh, you know, either they're both like tangled in the ropes and Braun Strowman throws them out, you know, something like that, a finish like that. I don't see either of them winning the rumble, but uh, I do see, I, I do see them both being eliminated at the same time.
0: Yeah, it could could go uh, any number of ways, and it'll be very interesting to see how they do for it. I think that's it. I mean, I feel like we talked about this, so many people being named now in the Rumble, so many top guys that it's just like storytelling. It's like spinning a roulette wheel at this point. Normally WWE booking, I feel like, is a coin toss uh, in terms of the number of ways things can go. But with this, I mean, who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there's a lot of questions about the Rumble, so we can get some of those. did, did we have anything else before we got to the question?
0: Talking smack quickly last night. Yeah, uh, let's, let's go say. through that real quick. Um, So we had talking smack. Uh, we had uh, Dolph Ziggler come out at the end of the show. And I don't know, I sort of tuned out and glossed over at that point because I felt like it was uh, about the time when he actually quoted that I've got to do this for myself because no one's going to do it for me. And I was like, okay, he's just taking Tommaso and Champa's t-shirt verbatim at this point in his life. i just thought yeah
1: there. i just thought that promo was so lame it's just what he's always been saying uh we've yeah. heard it that uh, you know we've heard it a thousand times i think it's, he should have just come out a in a cocky heel be you know said like no one's safe you know i'm i'm, I'm done with this i'm done being a nice guy and then that's it just storm yeah. up you know not he, he, he just turned heel he just attacked these guys with a chair and then he's all somber and feeling sorry for himself and and you know it just—it just it just didn't vibe um yeah. i will say this you see a big difference in talking smack when daniel bryan's co-hosting you oh know, yeah as opposed to shane mcmahon or, or the miz now uh, daniel bryan really makes that show because i thought it was very uh kind of very by the numbers with shane
0: shane has got the sort of the, i mean I, I like shane a lot but maybe it's because he's got a weird sort of david Naughton quality um but yeah, something about him uh, is just, he's, he's pleasant. He's affable, but it's just, I don't know. He doesn't have that same, oh my God, I'm, I don't care what I say because what are they going to do? Fire me, energy that Daniel Bryan has. Um, but that being said, uh, Alexa and Becky last night, delightful. Uh, including another another little reference we've talked about. They've pushed the bar with some of the stuff they've said in Talking Smack, with whether it's Daniel Bryan fisting or insinuating that James Ellsworth is uh, packing. Um, and then last night, uh, uh, Becky ending the Alexa segment with see you next tuesday which brilliant that they uh worked that in there um but yeah i have to say the for me the big revelation last night was mojo raleigh and one thing that was interesting in that we had sort of a toned down mojo talking about how he's gonna refine his look and telling his story but did you look at the way shane was looking at mojo during that because you could just sort of tell like okay well you know what shane we don't know his actual power but shane just looked in love with the guy
1: i i didn't get that but um I think uh, I think it's a step in the right direction with Mojo basically saying that he's going to tone it down (laughs) more or less, less joking, less dancing. He's getting rid of the Zubas. Um, So that's great. Uh, You know, that's I I, I, that's one of the things that's been killing me with him as a baby face is that his personality just just makes me unable to uh, connect with him. And so uh, see, and I, I think- love
0: it. I got two pairs of Zubas for Christmas, put them on my wish list. Why? Cause Mojo Raleigh warm. And I said, yes, those are the pants I need to own.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if they tone him down to the extent where he's just a, a just a boring guy, um, you know, then th- that's not going to help either. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see wh- where they go with it. But I think Mojo uh, he's got the look uh, he, he, you know, he had a, he had a pretty dominating match on SmackDown a couple weeks ago where it looked like he, you know, he can be a, he can be a star so um let's uh, we'll give it time and see where they go with it
0: and it's definitely needed uh right now we could use someone like Mojo in the mid card at the very least uh to provide some more real competition
1: I I could see Mojo higher up on the card with you know changing his gimmick up getting rid of that really annoying persona and uh
0: which apparently is based on who he actually is right I think it's hilarious
1: (laughs) yeah but you when you're basing your character on who you are accentuate the positives and hide the negatives you know
0: um yeah i don't i don't don't know any other grown man that's so excited about drinking pedialyte uh you know and just uh has that that crazy enthusiasm for everything but the other news uh, for that lastly on the talking smack front is i mean the way they were talking about man like so Ryder is out for the yeah, he's, he's out for a while
1: now. Yeah, he's out for a while. The other big, you know, I, I wouldn't say big thing, but Dolph Ziggler uh, asked to be in the Royal Rumble and Shane McMahon obliged. Yeah. Um, real quick, 205 Live. Um, so, okay, real quick. What did you think was the better show this week between SmackDown and Raw?
0: SmackDown. Not hard to do with this week's Raw. I mean, I think looking at the information guide on my cable system was a better show than, than Raw. I
1: week. thought SmackDown this week was very average.
0: Definitely not the best SmackDown, but still better just better than raw including ta- including talking smack into the equation
1: of course. yeah but I, I felt like this was one of those weeks where I, I and i agree i thought smackdown was better than raw but again this was one of those weeks where i felt like a big part of that was because smackdown was two hours yeah. and at two hours i was kind of done with it but the show was done and I, like i had a hard time switching to 205 live because i was just kind of done at that point it didn't leave me wanting more i just felt it was a very average episode um and then yeah this week it was just one of those one of those occurrences where smackdown has an inherent advantage with being two hours and it it uh packs more in and doesn't drag as much as raw does but 205 live i don't know if you caught it no no, no. um big thing I, I, big thing saying take taking it lightly but uh, cedric alexander lost to noam dar um this is what like the fifth time they've wrestled over the past few weeks uh Alicia Fox kind of cost him the match. So he dumped her backstage. She flipped out. Um, and then, uh, at the end of the show, rich Swan beat Tony Nese. Mm -hmm. And after the match, Neville came out and, you know, kind of said he wants the cruiserweight title. Uh, Swan basically said, name the time or place. And it's at the Royal rumble. So, uh, I get the, I hope they don't put this on the pre-show. I could easily see them doing that, (laughs) but, uh, but uh, the Rich Swann, Tony nice match was good. Cool. And the, you know, the Jack Gallagher, um, the Jack Gallagher, Arya Davari segment, I thought was entertaining, but the crowd was just dead.
0: Mm, I think that's a problem that they have a lot of the time is specifically, you know, just uh, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, especially being a SmackDown taping because it does move so fast like and so so, in fact it moves so fast i mean they typically have dark matches after smackdown or they were and now it's like okay we're gonna bring out the cruiserweights like i I mean how do you get people to stay through that
1: yeah that's i mean i've said this it's a beaten drum now but i've said it so many times that they need to take you know tape it before uh before smackdown goes on the air when the crowd's hot yeah and uh you know i interviewed sean waltman the first part is up on the site but you know he recently he was he was talking about that and and, you know just put it so great on why they need to do that because it's really hurting the show i mean it would be a better show if you called it 205 tate and taped it before (laughs) and piped in crowd noise where you needed it because the 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 silence from the crowd hurts the show a lot
0: or they should do something interesting um you know open up ringside I mean, like I know they'd have a security issue, but let it, you know, like well, they it be, do like, that. They do
1: that. They bring the the crowd as much as they can uh, into uh, the the empty seats at the front.
0: Oh no, I was gonna say let them stand around the ring.
1: I mean, like oh, geez, no, you can't no, do
0: that. But think about what the feel would look. Someone's gonna really bust in a cruiserweight match. You, you w- can't go to
1: the outside of the ring, then. Then that's a big liability issue. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, but you know what and I mean. And the big thing with the the the, the cruiserweights is. You know, doing high flying moves, going to the outside, stuff like yeah, that. So.
0: But you, you sort of know what I'm saying, though. I'm saying don't do it in this big venue. Right. I, you're I, then I, aware, I would like, find some way to make it more intimate.
1: I think you should add an extra day of tapings at full sale and just tape, you yeah. know, you, when you do the NXT tapings, do 205 Live the, the day before, um, or even before NXT and, you know, do half 205 Live, half NXT, and the next day do the same. And I think uh, it would be a lot hotter crowd.
0: Or, or when it gets warmer out, do it parking lot you know i mean to have people yeah. pre-show but you know what i mean like create a give it
1: spot. give it a, I, I understand giving it a different atmosphere but that's but you got a lot of safety concerns and things like that and you know just zoning permits and all that kind of stuff and that's why i think uh you could do it at if you did it at um you know full sale. You, you saw with the cruiserweight classic the crowd was hot mm-hmm. uh, i made the show so there's no reason you can't just do that again i'd oh, like to see a completely different atmosphere something oh, like yeah. how ecw used to have but uh, I don't see them ever going that way.
0: It's like, the, did you ever go to, uh, when you go to an arena rock show, like you go see KISS live, right? And then it's like, but before KISS, we're going to have this like indie no name, nothing band play. And they're playing with the arena lights. The house lights are still on. And they had to set up their equipment in front of KISS's tarped off equipment and do their own little show there to a half empty arena. I feel like 205 Live has that feel like, well, this isn't the real show. This is what you came to see, um, and they need to find yeah. some way to make that more dynamic. But let's uh, take some of these questions we have about the Rumble, uh, including one saying, "Do uh, we think we could see a forty-man Rumble?"
1: I don't see it. No, I, I think they could easily do it, um, but uh, I think they've just said they've already said thirty man so many times that I don't see them changing it now. Yeah, they could easily change it and just say this year we're going to make it even better and do forty man. Um, but it really, at that point, all you're getting all you're going to have be put in is guys that aren't going to win. You know, all the realistic guys that are going to win pretty much been announced. Yeah. Someone's asking if we see Kurt Angle returning at the Royal rumble. You know what? I think that's a sleeper. I think there's a, a good chance that could happen. If Kurt Angle has been telling people that, uh, he can't do indie dates, you know, starting April, uh, so I could see him returning as a as a surprise. Second most
0: speculated name, I think uh, Kurt Angle and Ty Dillinger are on the it's internet. The two names that Samoa
1: you know. Joe, I, I've been hearing a lot too. Yeah, and, I, and uh, Samoa Joe's another one. You know, he lost the yeah. he lost the title back. He had been injured. He is advertised for NXT live events in February, but as we've seen before, people get called up. They still finish their NXT uh, commitments and then you know come back. So um, I think most likely, I could I could see Samoa Joe. I, um, I wouldn't want to see Ty Dillinger. I just don't know how much of that crowd at the Alamo Dome would know who he was. And I don't oh. want to see him come in and flop. But it would be funny to see him come in at number 10. And, you know, I was it last year they did Sami Zayn and one other NXT guy, didn't they?
0: Sami Zayn and AJ. That's all, all I remember. Okay.
1: And then maybe it was the year before they did like Rusev and or maybe the year... Ah, I'm forgetting. Um,
0: the precedent's been set.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah though if if I had to pick three of the most likely pool, it would be Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, and Ty Dillinger. maybe Sid vicious it, it might be a cool surprise, but uh, those would be the three,
0: yeah, just some surprises would be good. I mean, I don't know, what are you hearing about as far as new talent signings or
1: I mean, they're signing guys all over the place, but um you know for the u k championship and you know things like that. but uh, I mean nothing nothing huge. So
0: that's coming up this weekend now, obviously sites like wrestling Anchor are going to be covering that UK championship, but for the more casual fan, when it's not on their radar, what, what should people look for and why should they, I mean, is there any big thing that people should be interested in with that UK championship on the network this weekend?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it it's, it'll be, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just more <laughs> programming, you know. Uh,
0: but, but it's kind of weird, though, right? Because I mean, it's like this is—it's
1: their deal. way to kind of take over the UK market because you know yeah. other people are trying to make strands and, uh, and yeah. So it's it's just more more TV that's a lot of people will be skipping.
0: Well, that's a good question. I want to know any UK fans that are listening to this podcast or on the Wrestling Inc website. Like, are you seeing this advertised like crazy? Because we're seeing it mentioned. Here in the U.S. and WWE programming, but I mean, I I'd literally almost forgotten completely that that was coming up this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, this might be. I mean, I don't know if if this is just one step to then doing something like a Japanese championship, setting up like a weekly show there, and kind of creating, you know, kind of these mini, you know, mini brands, mm-hmm. and then you've people get pulled up from those, you know, into WWE. I mean, Shane McMahon, you know, that was an idea he had like seven years ago. I I mean, they opened up an office, gosh, I want to say China.
0: Um, back
1: then that ended up being closed down. Now they're, you know, kind of back in China, but you know, he wanted to set up a bunch of like mini companies that feed into WWE and this could be the first step into that. So it, it, it potentially could be a big deal um i don't see any buzz over it this weekend we are going to be covering it on wrestling inc but um but yeah i don't uh you know we'll see there's just so much wrestling now and uh i I look at lucha underground and the lack of interest for that now you know we used to you look at raw on our site and it's getting like five thousand comments or something lucha underground's maybe getting 20.
0: What so, happened there? I mean, there was so much buzz about that. Everybody was talking about it and then they're like, oh, we got Ray coming. And then just nothing. Crickets for like the last six months.
1: Yeah, it's just I think the novelty is worn off. And once the novelty is worn off, you need to have the storylines that grip people in. I just don't feel like they have that.
0: Yeah, and the L Ray Network, I don't know if you've ever watched it. I wasn't even where my cable system carried it uh but they do in non-hd and i mean they have for, like from Dust till dawn the series and lucha and like knight rider reruns i mean there's nothing
1: yeah, it's like pop that. tv there's not uh <laughs> there's not a whole lot real quick a couple more of these questions someone's asking do you see the rock returning at the royal rumble nope yeah. um do you think aj styles would retain as champion knowing that cena is going to take another break after mania or will cena win the title at the royal rumble my thing is, I don't see both. I, I mean, it seems like both Reigns and Cena are primed to go into WrestleMania as champions. But will they do both title changes at the Rumble, especially when they got two pay-per-views coming up just, just weeks after? So I could see them doing one title change, uh, doing a, a Schmaz finish for the other, and doing the rematch at the, at the next pay-per-view. And I, But I do see Reigns and Cena going into WrestleMania as champion. W- what do you think?
0: I mean, I could see it. I'm not excited about it, but it's it's possible. I think with Cena, like, what's up with this character now? So this whole recognize thing. Okay, that's that's the new catchphrase. Um, but I mean, I, I really liked what they were doing with him before. We talked about this. I mean, like, I, I think that they did him as just just such a true, you know, natural face uh, in the in, in the face of all the criticism he gets. I'm talking about how much he loves the company and the passion for the company, and now it's. Okay, so he's not a heel, but it's almost like he's blatantly waving in our faces all the reasons why people haven't liked John Cena. I mean, it's very strange to me. So it's like he's an ant. I mean, we, if you could be an anti hero, uh, I mean, he's truly like an anti hero, like the anti face face.
1: Not really. I mean, I he's, you know? I think he's ultra baby face, which causes older fans to hate that because, uh, you know, he's, he's, He's two steps away from train. Say your prayers and and, and you know take your vitamins. But, I don't think
0: it's even that. I think this is he, this is reminds me of, this actually reminds me of like the weird Hogan phase before Hogan turned heel.
1: This reminds me of Bret Hart, where Bret Hart Ooh. was a heel uh, in the U.S. but was babyface everywhere in the world. Uh, it's like Cena is a face to kids and heel to everyone else, and, yeah. and face to kids and heel to everyone else. But I don't, I don't, I didn't know. I don't see. Anything that much different from what he's doing now. Um, it's a little more heelish, a little bit more cocky, but you know he needs to change his tweak his character a little bit here and there. But it's nothing drastic to where I feel like a heel turn's coming or or anything like that.
0: When he gave that promo before SummerSlam, talking about how he loved the company, I the smarkiest people I know on Facebook were going on about that promo, talking about how it made them misty-eyed. It made them feel like, you know, this was like watching wrestling in their youth. I mean, just that complete mark-out moment of just like, okay, this guy really believes it, and I really believe that he believes it. Um, but yeah, like, I'm not I'm not getting that vibe from him now. It's, it's like there's that little, not smugness, but I don't know, it's just, it almost reminds me a little bit like, shades of not quite thugonomics but like early john cena with like that sort of cocky arrogance like i just i don't know i don't know if it's clear of a read on it as where he was six months ago
1: yeah i think he's he's gonna be in the same spot he's a baby face you know yeah and he's just uh tweaking his promos a little um someone's asking do you see roman reigns defeating kevin owens at royal rumble um either and main eventing WrestleMania again, I, I think he will defeat Owens uh, either there or at uh, elimination chamber. So, no, I mean at fast lane, um, but uh, yeah, I think he'll go, go into WrestleMania's champ, but he won't, I don't think it'll main event the show. Uh, I don't see any potential reigns match. That seems like a, a show closer. Wow. Well, let's see. Do you see, do you think Aries returns at the rumble? I don't think he'll be healed by then. Um, Plus, it's clear they're pegging him for the cruiserweight division. So I don't know if, you know, I, I, he might, but I, I I wouldn't do it.
0: I think Aries also, I mean, on commentary, you know, every time I've heard him, I think he's been really good. I think that his ring work is good. But the problem is that how many guys can you have their gimmick be that like, oh, I'm the best in this business? You know, like yeah. on the ladder, even of guys who that's their gimmick. I don't think he's even in the top five in utilizing that gimmick properly.
1: Well, he hasn't done it on a big stage yet. You know, yeah. uh, I think he's got the persona that he can, he can, he can be a big star, but it's clear he's pegged for the cruiserweight division. It'll be interesting because Neville is uh, super hot right now as a heel. Um, and Aries, I mean, his personality really fits being a heel. So, uh, I mean, that to me is a WrestleMania match for the cruiserweight title is, is Neville and Aries, but. I think you'd almost have to turn Aries babyface for that one because I think Neville is almost a more effective heel right now.
0: I think Aries has the problem. Like, do you remember? Remember, like ten years ago when Lindsay Lohan was a thing, and then Emma Stone came along, and everyone was like, "Well, Lindsay Lohan's got her issue, so we're just America's in love with Emma Stone now. We're going to give her all those roles for a sassy redhead." Bobby Roode did that to Austin Aries. I think Bobby Roode came along and went, "Oh, go ahead. This is a better version of what Austin Aries was doing." And Austin Aries is got his guy's injury thing. We're going to focus on Bobby Roode now. I feel like uh he's just overshadowed them completely.
1: Yeah, but you know, again, Aries is in the in a different division most likely. So uh yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh do you guys see WWE having another 40-man Royal Rumble uh like in 2011? I could see it. I, I don't think it'll be this year, but I think it just was it did, did they do like 90 seconds between uh people coming in?
0: Maybe it was 2 minutes. Uh,
1: yeah i don't think it was two minutes with the 40. i thought they did 90. I, I think feel like they've done 90 seconds before and uh let's look it up royal rumble 2011. um the problem with the 90 seconds was i felt like it was too fast and uh i think if they did 40 men it would pro- they'd probably go to that 90 second format and uh
0: wouldn't um, it be awesome if they just did the rumble for the pay-per-view one year and it was literally just the rumble match for three hours Like just a three hour nonstop. (laughs) You want to dig that? Just a three hour nonstop continuous storytelling of just guys coming in, guys going out. And we just had like three. I mean, like, as far as an experiment, oh my God, I would love to watch that.
1: I don't, uh, I don't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah so anyway i i just think with to the two minutes it builds better to to the next entrant and so i i think 30 man is is perfect um you think we're gonna
0: see kane uh a streak of the most rumble appearances and probably this year yeah
1: yeah for sure i could see him
0: this will be 20, 20 out of 30 if he does this year
1: yeah um See any others? Who do you prefer, DX or the Young Bucks? Oh, geez, that's just like <laughs> apples and oranges.
0: Which era of DX? Because, you know, I think the 2000 DX, that was pretty sweet, right, guys?
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, 1997, 1998, when it sh- Sean and Triple H, I thought, I wish they had their run longer, but Sean got injured, but yeah. uh, I thought they were just fantastic. And, you know, with the, you know, X Pac and, and, the new age outlaws they were you know, there at a time when the business changed and and just got hot as hell so it, it's very different but young bucks are great in the ring i'm not, you know uh they do a lot of spectacular stuff so it's just way different
0: i'll say uh, this Barrett
1: though I wwe didn't... hall of fame this year oh. what do you think
0: well so we got diamond Dallas page Who was the second one that was announced
1: uh rick rude, rick rude. so i guess rick rude being in means that china probably is not going to be in uh <sighs> Maybe. they they only do they usually only do one dead celebrity uh per year um that's kind of their thing they don't want to make it a somber thing so um so that's what i'm guessing and 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 they usually do a woman um but if i'm guessing it might be someone like tori wilson or something something like that would oh, be good yeah.
0: yeah i mean who else are the big notables that aren't in there i mean we talked about that they could if the rock were coming back i mean they could do someone like the rock um and yeah I think
1: rock will be the headliner this year
0: yeah I think they they might need it um still curious how uh sales are going this year compared to I mean based on what I've seen online because I've been toying with the idea of going to Orlando it seems like I mean the usual is like raw the night after sold out but Wrestlemania itself uh but granted, Dallas didn't really I mean I don't know that Dallas really sold out last year but I mean you could still get tickets for that the entire time yeah but i think they're gonna need a big draw and i think the rock would be a huge draw
1: yeah a couple ones real quick kenny omega at the rumble nope he can't contract um if he hasn't resigned with new japan his contract's still not up till january 31st if roman and cena face each other who will get cheered in your opinion i think it'd be cena <laughs>
0: yeah i mean at that point right i mean that's the i mean that's the way to do it just get somebody uh <laughs> Yeah. I don't know who. Who do you think that? How do you think he could get reigns over? I mean, it's, uh, I saw on Reddit someone had the idea that the Miz. But see, I think I think that would just backfire, and I think the Miz. I think people would just embrace how much they they love his shtick uh, if it was the Miz. Yeah, versus I think
1: Roman. the only person would be Iber Marie again. You know, like I said, uh, you got to turn you got to turn him heel, and, and I think everyone knows that, but they won't do it. Someone had a good suggestion about an NXT Royal Rumble at Takeover the night before. That'd be kind of a cool little you know appetizer, I guess, a, a warm up um but you don't want to overkill that gimmick either
0: but 30 people in NXT currently you would have to explain No, you could do like
1: a a 15 man or a 10 man
0: yeah you'd still have to explain who half those people were to even the NXT audience
1: yeah if you did 15 you could fit a bunch in there but then the rest of the card would really suffer
0: yeah um I don't know so what what are the matches going to be for takeover I'm assuming so we've got actually uh tonight on TV isn't the revival versus DIY isn't that rematch
1: Uh, Let me double check. We got it here on the site. Um, So obviously Nakamura and Bobby Roode. Yeah. um, I'd like to see Bobby Roode win that one, especially since that probably means that we're a step closer in Nakamura coming to the the main roster. I think that's the only match officially announced. Wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else is official. So
0: what's the name of this takeover,
1: San Antonio? That makes sense. All right. Um, all right. Well, someone's asking Roman defending against Finn Balor at Mania. You know, they, they did kind of do that tease with undertaker and Braun Strowman at raw this past Monday. And they usually do, you know, I mean, there are times they do it as a swerve, but If Taker and Braun Strowman, if they change direction from Taker and Cena to Taker and Braun Strowman, and that's when they announced Undertaker being on Raw, that was kind of the first thing that came to my mind is why are they doing it? Is it because he's going to be facing someone from Raw? And their explanation was that he doesn't, he's not really on any other brand. He answers to no one. So by saying that, it gives him that freedom to face someone from Raw. And if that's the case, it's most likely it would be Braun Strowman unless they did Roman Reigns. So, um, I think I think Undertaker versus Cena is a lot more interesting than Taker versus Braun Strowman for many reasons. But,
0: oh, uh, you I mean, know, just a, a
1: thousand times more. <laughs>
0: I mean, just for the match content itself. I mean, I I don't know. I I know you weren't a huge fan of Undertaker versus Strowman uh, or or Undertaker versus Shane McMahon at this past WrestleMania, but I think Undertaker versus Strowman will make that look like Andre versus Hogan uh, by comparison.
1: (laughs) Well, Andre versus Hogan is, you know, it was such an iconic match that during that time period, I don't think people, uh, you know, the mainstream didn't look at it as a crappy wrestling match, but as like these two icons and Hogan overcame the odds. So, uh, I think it would be more like, um, God, what's it, you know, when Snooki wrestled, uh, <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I hope they don't go with Taker and Braun Strowman. But that was my initial reaction when they said Taker was going to be on Raw. Because otherwise, it really doesn't make any sense for him not to be on SmackDown and challenge for the, the WWE title against whoever wins that. Well, and if
0: Strowman somehow becomes the U.S. champ and is in that match at WrestleMania, doesn't uh, Mr. Matt Morgan owe us $500 each?
1: Well, Strowman, I don't see him becoming U.S. champ now that Chris Jericho won, but he, he owes us 500 if the if the match is Strowman versus reigns for the the wwe <laughs> universal championship
0: oh gotcha gotcha yeah that'll be something to see uh, speaking of which matt morgan will be back this monday on the podcast uh, lastly before we conclude so the updated card for takeover san antonio is shinsuke versus bobby rude and then a women's uh, fatal four-way with Asuka versus nikki cross versus peyton royce versus billy Kay, and mm-hmm. an nxt tag team championship uh diy versus the authors of pain Good thing those guys are finally getting their title shot. Oh, that's
1: right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Has that gotten any more interesting, the authors of pain? I mean, they were part of the reason why I, I mean, I know someone said, oh, I lose faith in Glenn when he stops watching NXT, but it's like, I'm sorry. When we went from American Alpha and the Revival and those barn burner matches, then like, hey, here's the authors of pain. You should care about them. It's like, well, maybe the NXT is not appointment viewing anymore.
1: I think it'll be, I think the Revival are so good that they should be able to make this match entertaining. And I think this well, match DIY. will match.
0: Uh, it's yeah. DIY versus. Oh, I
1: mean, Thursday. DIY. Yeah, DIY. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, you know, smaller guys They should be able to bump off of Authors of Pain really well. Um, so yeah, what, so the Revival, they're not doing anything right now, right?
0: I think they're rematching uh, tonight on uh, NXT. So this, and this comes from the tapings, this news. So I'm assuming, spoiler, everybody, draw your own conclusions about who wins that match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: right so, yeah
0: diy versus the authors of pain uh for the nxt championship at san antonio and then uh ty dillinger versus a member of sanity um which from what i have watched of nxt i gotta say sanity I dig that gimmick um yeah i think sanity is like that's something that could bring me back into watching more of nxt on a regular they
1: come basis. across as like a, a grungy wyatt family to oh me. absolutely
0: but it just but, it yeah. kind of works though and they haven't just uh, they haven't overdone it to the point that they have with the wyatts
1: yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not crapping on it, but uh, it it just comes across as a little familiar. But you know, we'll see.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, the wilds, we didn't give more attention to this, but man, Randy Orton. I don't feel so bad about my inability to grow a full beard anymore because Randy Orton's got some challenges when it comes to his own facial hair. <laughs> You know? Yeah, uh, someone's
1: saying Eric Young versus Ty Dillinger, my guess is that's how it's going. But if it is, I have a feeling Ty's going to lose. And I feel like he badly needs a win at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Ty, I mean, P- NXT fans like him. The audience likes him. But I don't know what they do with him at this point. Unless his end goal is, uh, you know, and I think probably he's been around the WWE so long. and He's someone I could see becoming a trainer in the long run and just uses enhancement talent.
1: All right, put you on the spot real quick. Someone's asking in our comment section, "What do you see being the two world title matchups at WrestleMania?"
0: What do I want it to be, or what do I see? Because I think what I see is very much like what what uh, I think. Some uh, I, th- I think if Reigns gets the belt, I, I could see them milking Reigns, no one's more, and I could see them build milking uh, Styles and Cena more. You know, I mean those I, they
1: want to do that those again at WrestleMania.
0: If they have Goldberg versus Lesnar for yeah, like the final to end it all, I mean, no I don't know. No,
1: they, when when have they done that? Um, it's always like new matches for the you know, or newer matches that you know, that, that they do. They don't do rematches from the last I'm couple of pay-per-views.
0: What do they do? I mean, so if Balor came back, which I doubt he will, but I could see Balor versus Reigns or Owens, um, I could see Rollins. Maybe in the title Great. picture. Rollins
1: is with Triple H.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Finn Balor, I don't see them putting him back in a world title match when he just comes back from injury. I still think it's going to be Taker and Cena, and I think it's going to be uh, Roman and Braun Strowman, <laughs> as, as bad as that sounds. So,
0: and all I'm saying is, why don't we just build Kevin Owens more and the main event be Owens versus Sami Zayn? Which is, uh, you know, it's
1: a little, <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, it would be a, match, be a terrible assume. drawing match. Um, uh, yes. I, I, I mean, Jericho and Owens, that'll be a, I think, I think that's your U S title match. And I think that'll be, that'll be great.
0: Yeah. I just think of that. I mean, it's just, it's just an episode of raw at that point, man. You know, what? I mean, I've like Jericho and Owens. I mean, it's the same stuff.
1: Yeah. But they've it, been building that. They've been building that for like eight months. Uh-huh. Uh, you, do you don't throw away that the first
0: you, time you see that matchup. You don't think six weeks building up to it. They're going to run nope. into the ground.
1: Nope that'll okay, be the if, first time
0: if that is the first time I think that would be a great match yeah. but I just with raw I think they can't they can't wait they just they need to
1: they've been waiting this long I can't see them giving giving up on it
0: When's Jericho yeah. is Jericho gonna take time off after that is that still the, yeah. the word on the street
1: yeah he's got yeah. a bunch of Fozzie concerts he's recording a new Fozzie album so
0: well,
1: I I think that Wrestlemania or a couple priorities. weeks after He knows
0: what the world's just demanding from him. And it's not more wrestling. It's more Fozzie. That's what we really all want to see from Chris Jericho. Maybe he can host a game show again. Although I have to say downfall was actually pretty cool.
1: His life. Could you imagine, you know, walking a day in his shoes with all that he's done hosting, you know, he, who can, what wrestler could say they hosted a game show, uh, you know, played at, you know, these hard rock festivals in front of, you know, tons of fans and, you know, and then wrestled at the highest levels and Wrestle Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. I mean, that guy has done it all. So so that's what he wants to do, man. You know, more power to him.
0: Actually, you know what Chris Jericho is best at right now? So I'm not knocking Jericho at all. uh, Big fan of everything he's done. Uh, Okay, maybe not the music as much. But uh, I would say in addition to wrestling, I actually think he's a great interviewer and a great podcast host. I think Talk is Jericho is phenomenal. And if I had to say there's something I would like to see Chris Jericho do more of, um, I think it's that. I'd love to see him get an interview show. I love them to do, uh, with him, what they've done with, uh, with Austin on the network.
1: Yeah. I mean, I gotta say his one, uh, podcast that he did do on the network with Stephanie was the weakest, you know, one of the weaker ones. you know, again, I don't know if it's because his I agree his podcasts are great. So I don't know if it's just it being Stephanie and and Stephanie is so guarded with her answers that it it'd be hard to get an interesting podcast out of her anyway.
0: Oh, on the network, especially. I mean, can you imagine that? It's like, hey, you get to do Pacific, with man, and you get to do it on the network. So it's like you have this double layer. You know, and it's not like Austin. I, Austin has some runway right now. Jericho's still working for the company. Um, and even though he has a favorable contract, I mean, it's, he doesn't have that same distance and uh, aloofness that Austin is allowed to have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, I think if they if they cut him loose and let him do some stuff, I think it could be great. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. So I'm sure we'll see that at Mania. But uh got a long way to go still. Yep. Ten weeks. We'll see what happens. Uh cool. So everybody, Monday night, Matt Morgan returns to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. We'll be discussing Monday Night Raw. And uh stay tuned to the site. So, Raj, this weekend coming up, coverage of the UK tournament.
1: Coverage of the UK tournament. Um and yeah. Yes, that's uh, that's uh, I think that's all there is this weekend, right? There's nothing really that big, so kind of a, a, a slower weekend, which which can be nice.
0: Totally cool. So everyone, till next time. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.